This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast, a podcast focusing on test cricket by armchair critics of the game. I'm your host, Ajit. Today, we have a very special guest, Nazmas, who can help us understand Bangladesh cricket a little bit better and shed a little bit more light on, you know, the internal structure of Bangladesh cricket as well as sort of go through with us, sort of do a review of the Bangladesh uh, tour of South Africa. Welcome to the podcast, Nazmas. Hello, Ajit. Thank you. So before we go any further, I wanted to ask you, did I get your name pronunciation right? Is it Nazmas? Of Nazmus? Yeah, it's Nazmus. It's Nazmus. Yeah, all right. I was not sure. Maybe I should have asked you this off air. Nazmus. So, first of all, we are very happy to have somebody who has some knowledge of Bangladesh cricket from within as well, from within the structure. So, before we go into Bangladeshi cricket, I would like to ask you, uh, what, what uh, gave you this interest in cricket? Why did you choose cricket as your career as well? Yeah, so since my childhood, I always have been interested in cricket. I always have watched cricket on TV, played cricket around. So cricket has always been in part of my life. So uh, back in 2015, I decided to start writing about cricket. So uh, BDQ Time, one of the leading Bangladesh news portal, they noticed my writing and asked me if I could join them. So uh, without a second thought, I decided to join them because I always have been interested in cricket. So it was a great opportunity for me. And that's how I actually started as a, my professional career. Uh, beside uh, my BD cricket time career, I have been involved with some of the Bangladesh national cricketing players uh, as I work as a social media manager for them. Very good to hear. So there you go. You are, you are the sort of person who can actually... Show us the inner workings of the machinery that is Bangladesh cricket. I hope so. All right. First of all, let's start off by, you know, uh, looking at Bangladesh latest test series. So, you know, it filled us with a lot of hope, cricket fans and test match fans, about how well Bangladesh had performed in New Zealand, right? They did something no other uh, team, Asian team for sure, and no other team has done in the recent past. Pakistan have beaten New Zealand in New Zealand. India have struggled. And most teams that visited New Zealand in the last, uh, you know, World Test Championship cycle struggled a lot. But Bangladesh, who went there, actually beat New Zealand in a test at home. And that was thanks to Ibadat Hussain for sure. But also the improved bowling attack. You have Tuskin Ahmed bowling so well and so on. But when it came to South Africa, they landed up really short. What is your overview of why the series could have gone bad? Yeah, actually, I was really shocked after the first test because we all had high expectation on this team, uh, especially after that New Zealand series, uh, because we have changed, we have seen a, a changed Bangladesh cricket team in this arena. Uh, if you uh, look at the stats at New Zealand, uh, uh, nobody actually expected that Bangladesh uh, could win, win against New Zealand in their own soil. So it was uh, kind of... Uh, uh, it was, what should I say, shocking for some people, but we were really happy with that result. So we all uh, all had a high expectation uh, before the South Africa series. Um, now, uh, as you see, uh, when Bangladesh went there, 
uh, they did really well in the ODA. But when it comes to the test, uh, actually in the first test, uh, if you uh, look at the scorecard, uh, Bangladesh did well in first three to four days, uh, but it came as a shock in the fourteenth when Bangladesh uh, got packed within a uh, very little span of time. So it was really shocking, uh, especially from the batters uh, mm -hmm. uh, who couldn't fulfill the expectation. Absolutely. So a double-digit score in the first uh, test was very much shocking because up until that point, I thought they competed really well. You could never be sure, right? You still have a lot of very good batters. There was no Shakib. We know that that's a big loss. It needn't even be said. Still, the people who were in that batting lineup were very capable. Yasir Ali, Mushfiqur Rahim, uh, captain himself, Momin, right? So you have a lot of strong talent, right? But somehow, was it the loss of uh, senior players or was it something else, do you think? that Was it just the pressure? Uh, actually, when Balance went to bat in the fourth innings, I mean the fastest, uh, we all thought it was actually feasible uh, because uh, if you look at the batting lineup from the fast innings, uh, mm -hmm. The new opener, Mahmoud Alassanjoy, scored a hundred. So mm -hmm. we all were expecting that he might do something better in the second innings as well. Also, we had Mohin Ulhaq, uh, who has been uh, who has been in super form uh, before South Africa and New Zealand series. Uh, he had runs changed in almost every series. So uh, we expected him to uh, stood up and play some knocks. We also had Mushfiqur Rahim. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I will see. Uh, the target was around 270. Uh, exactly. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it was 273 or, or uh, something like that. So when Bangladesh came here, you know, went to bat, we all thought uh, if the openers could uh, give a good start, uh, the Mominul and Mushfik uh, might be able to finish the innings. And we also have Leeton Dash uh, uh, in the middle order. You have seen that uh, Leeton has been in super form for the last two years, uh, especially in test cricket. He has Shenzhou uh, again, news right in their own soil. He also did well against West Indies in Bangladesh. So mm -hmm. it was I kind of kind of expected that Bangladesh would do better. Uh, but when the uh, thing started to go off the side, it was kind of shocking. So I thought uh, having Sakib uh, not in the team wasn't the main issue. Uh, but yeah, if he was there, uh, things could have been different. But I don't think this is not the only reason. Look, for me, Tamim also is a very big loss because instead of Shadman, Shadman has done well so far. But can you imagine, uh, you know, if Tamim were there? So for me, the crucial period, uh, I don't know if you see it that way, was the fourth day evenings in both the days or the third or the fourth day evenings, right? Where they lost 3-3 three, three wickets each. So in the first test, they were 11 for 3. In the second test, they were 27 for 3. So I think that's where you lost three key batters already before the close of play. And, you know, in the next day, it takes something special from that point on for most teams. Especially when you're touring away, it becomes that much tough as well. Yeah, as you we were saying about Tamim, you know, uh, experience actually matters in test cricket. Uh, if you compare him with uh, players like Sadman Islam or Nazmuddin Shanto, Tamim is way ahead. So if he was there, uh, things could have been different. That is right. Uh, but, you know, it is part of the... Uh, part of game that he, uh, someone might get injured or might have other issues. Indeed. It could be any of those. So, at least the bowling lineup did their job in the first test really well. When it comes to the second test as well, look, South Africa will always scrap. They are not going to give it away easily. We saw it when India toured. 
India won the first test. They were in control of the second test, but the way South Africa bounced back, you see, this team has character. South African team. They did not have a couple of good bowlers. They were all playing in IPL. They had didn't have a couple of batters even. But at the end of the day, they had enough there. So they put up 453. Uh, that you know, there I thought Bangladesh in the first innings as well were a little bit uh, light on what they could have delivered. So Mushfiqur Rahim came good with a 50. Nasmul Hasan uh, Shanto spent a bit of time. I think Yasir Ali did a bit. Uh, you would already think they were in trouble at the at the end of two first exchanges, but then South Africa did enough. So they knew 400 was going to be too uh, too much of a target. I thought, as a neutral neutral person following, I thought they again underestimated Bangladesh. You know, they had enough time. Why did they have to declare at the end of the third day? They had enough time. They would have batted into the fourth day. What did you feel at that point at the end of three innings in the second test? Uh, actually, um, in the third innings, uh, after the third innings, we are a little bit behind. You, you might have forgot to mention that uh, we had a big setback uh, before the second test because our key pace bowler, Tasnim uh, mm. Ahmed, and Torikul Ahmed pulled out of the uh, second test. Absolutely. So uh, it was a really big setback for us, and I think that was one of the reasons uh, South African batters had uh, better. Uh, confidence uh, than they had in the past innings because they were facing some new bowlers like Khaled Ahmed, and mm-hmm. we uh, we played uh, uh, three main pacers in the previous test, so we couldn't even play that as well. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Tiger Islam uh, came back to the side after a lot of uh, criticism because after the uh, f- uh, first test, uh, I'm not sure if you are aware uh, in Bangladesh media there are a lot of criticisms because. Uh, spinners were getting wickets and opportunity in the first innings, uh, as we have seen from uh, Keshab Maharaj was was doing really great. So everyone was wondering why Tajul Islam is not in the side because he was Bangladesh's main spinner. So right. it was a little bit uh, controversial after the first test. Uh, but as you are saying, uh, what was my reaction after the third innings? Uh, actually, we kind of gave up after the third innings because we uh, kind of knew that it was going to be tough for Bangladesh in the uh, fourth innings uh, to defend uh, to play uh, or chase such a big target. I mean, 413 is really a big target for teams like Bangladesh when you are playing against South Africa in their own home ground. Mm-hmm. But Uh, as you are saying, we didn't really expect that Bangladesh would get they would get bowled out within a little period of time uh, because uh, we had Tamil back in the team, so we are expecting him to to play some sensible cricket. Uh, also, from Mushfiqur um, Rahim, Mominul Haq, there are some senior players uh, like. Uh, yeah, if they could uh, give their best, uh, I think mm-hmm. the Bangladesh had. Possibility to do some better or show some better cricket. Absolutely, I'm 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 a bit surprised to hear that they sort of in probably in their minds they felt like they gave it up because uh, you know that's when careers and even stories in Test cricket are made, right? So I remember uh, it was an India Pakistan game in Chandigarh and I think Pakistan were five down at the end of four days and they had to go into the last day. But I think those two, I think it was uh, Abdul Razak and Kamran Akmal. I think they batted out like three quarters of the day. And sometimes, you know, even though you're touring away, you get a chance to make history. So something right. like somebody, somebody scoring a 50 or a hundred for himself, thereby the team is also helped. Somebody like Yasir Ali, 
you know, or even Lytton Das. I was looking for somebody to stand up. Yeah, we have seen similar things from South Africa as well. Uh, when Hashim Lai, every players were, you know, they were playing. So, uh, but uh, uh, if you see, there are difference in mindset. I thought uh, some Bangladeshi players uh, already have gave up uh, because before we lost the game. So that was one of the key reasons. Uh, what moment on Iskibar moment said after the match was kind of shocking for us. He said we are not a top ranked test team, so. So Bangladesh fans shouldn't expect much from this side. So it was kind mm. of shocking uh, because when a captain uh, come and says something like that, uh, the, uh, the whole, well, what do you think about the other players? Uh, they don't have uh, uh, mentality to win such matches in, from such positions. So it was shocking for all of us. I was actually going to bring that up. So I had two points that I wanted to bring towards the end. One was that statement from a captain look you're a test team captain you can't talk like that right so you always have to say we were not up to it or something rather than saying don't expect too much i'm thinking this sort of this was his way of sort of trying to tell his fans back home uh, sorry or i mean was he sort of telling them you know sometimes this happens but he chose a different way of saying it or did he actually tell them that don't expect too much that because i can't believe the second uh, part <laughs> yeah it was actually shocking for all of us uh, but what I think uh, he was referring to was uh, Bangladesh is a better side in ODA. So he was uh, kind of requesting the fans to not expect as much performance uh, Bangladesh ODA can show. So it, it was his kind of way of saying that. I mean, uh, you know, you're right. But, you know, there are other ways of saying the same thing, right? They say. Yes, exactly. Uh, uh, that was kind of uh, You say we are still improving. You don't say don't expect too much. You say we are still improving and there are reverses like this. But okay, maybe, you know, sometimes uh, he himself was very disappointed and he couldn't remember the right way of communicating that message. So you yeah. can also put that down to disappointment. Now, I'm, lo- I'm looking at the future for Bangladesh, right? So um, we have a couple of very experienced people, Mushfikur Rahim, Tamim Iqbal, Sh- uh, Shakib Al Hassan, of course, Mahmoudullah, who are all good. I, I expect at least Shakib, Tamim, even up to a point, Mushfikur Rahim to at least last right until end of 2023. Mahmoudullah may or may not be there and he only plays T20s mostly and ODIs, right? So, again, he might not be there in the picture all the time. But what do you see for the future of this team? It's mostly a very young team. You have Litan Das, you have uh, Nazmal Hassan Shanto and also Yasir Ali, Mehdi Hassan Miras. Does the future look bright for Bangladesh? Uh, Yeah, it is kind of... uh, We are in the process of making a new team uh, because a few days back Mahmoudullah had announced his retirement from Test Cricket. So it was kind of shocking because uh, he he promised the cricket board to continue playing Test Cricket and in the middle of the series uh, he said mm-hmm. that uh, he wouldn't be able to continue. Again, after, uh, if we go to the senior players, uh, uh, Mushfi Rohim uh, keeps himself available uh, all the time. Uh, but mm-hmm. Sakib Alassan and Tamir Iqbal is another issue because uh, we see Sakib hasn't been part of Bangladesh test, test side for a long time. Uh, he, before any major series, uh, he, he decides to keep him away from the test side and he has been criticized for that. Uh, we have seen the same thing with Tamir Iqbal. Uh, since he became the captain of ODA side, uh, he has been trying to concentrate himself in ODA cricket only. He has already quit from uh, T20 cricket unofficially because he hasn't played all for almost two years. 
and uh, he played test cricket after almost one year so if mm. we uh, look at the uh, team uh, most of the players are new uh, uh, because yes really uh, or if you see mahmud hasan joy they are very young players so we need to give him the chance them the chance to explore themselves in international arena uh, but if the players like tamim dalan sakib alasan they keep uh, coming and going uh, that will create Uh, difficulty for these young players because, uh, for example, uh, if Tamil comes to the side, a players like uh, Mahmud Alasan Joy or Sadman Islam might not get the chance. Uh, same goes with Sakib Alasan. If he uh, plays one series, um, players like Yasir Ali might not get chance in the playing eleven. Uh, but if he keeps himself available for one series, then go away for next two three series. Uh, this actually creates problem to make a perfect playing eleven so there yeah, i think bangladesh cricket needs to deal with these things first uh, then we can uh, if we look at the young players uh, they are doing pretty good uh, especially mahmud hasan joy uh, lutan dash yasir ali mehdi hasan miras recently so we have a balanced side at the moment uh, just i i think they need to or keep on believing themselves a little bit more uh, they need to believe that they can beat any team in the world on their day so that's why i think they need to do the improvement absolutely what about the support personnel so you have uh, uh, you know you have a good coach you have russell domingo and you have great uh, people also in the support staff right i think you have courtney walsh as a bowling coach and so on so plenty of experience there does the side sort of uh, lose its composure when under crucial uh, moments of the game or is it also how does the setup look at it how does the people how do the people i don't know if you know how do the people in bcb uh, look at all of these things uh, i think uh, bcb is pretty much satisfied with the coaching staff uh, especially with rasul domingo after the recent results uh, there were a lot of speculations after that in the world cup uh, whether the Obviously, uh, would uh, continue with Russell Domingo, but uh, perhaps uh, he proved himself that he is kind of one of the best options uh, this we might have. Uh, but the issue with uh, some uh, some yeah, uh, if you see that uh, uh, when the players, senior players, try to oh, no make their own decisions and go against. the team management wills uh, that creates problem uh, after the fastest rasul uh, domingo informed the uh, cricket board that uh, uh, he wanted to bat first uh, he wanted bangladesh team to bat first in the first innings mm. uh, but some senior players uh, like tamim bell and mushfiqur rahim didn't want to go and face the new ball so that created a problem because we have seen that bangladesh did very bad in the fourth innings so uh, yeah issues like this create problem uh, so i think uh, rasul domingo should be given the full freedom to make decisions uh, in some scenario uh, and yeah uh, if you see the, after the t20 world cup uh, there were a lot, quite a few changes in the coaching panel um khaled mahmud shujon is one of the most popular figures in bangladesh he also uh, joined the team as a manager so he also one of the he is also one of the key decision makers at the moment so with all these things i think uh, bangladesh cricket is in right hand at the moment we just need to keep on going absolutely absolutely it brings me now to a couple of tough questions one 
from the tour itself where two spinners got bangladesh out twice and uh, you would say sort of playing spin is sort of bread and butter for bangladeshi players i don't know if you think of it that way at least from for a cricket fan watching bangladesh cricket from away it looks like there are always three to four left arm spinners in the team right and the chief destroyer was a left arm spinner and then the other was an off break bowler so usually good spin from bangladesh comes in the form of left arm uh, orthodox spin as well as off break but the same two bowlers got bangladesh out did it surprise anybody or were there other reasons behind it uh, i think having sakib alasan not in the team was a big setback for bangladesh because most of the time we see sakib alasan uh, leaves the spin attack for bangladesh so it was kind of setback for bangladesh uh, but when it comes to the south african spin attack uh, that was really amazing to to see kashap maras and the other one uh, being pretty well and uh, it was kind of shocking because bangladeshi players most of the time are used to in playing spin but why they could uh, not survive uh, players like kashap maras it was kind of surprising to me all right so the next tough question this is sort of a question that's more about bangladeshi setup in general so i don't know if you are able to put your finger on this but from an outside in perspective i see there is a lot of volatility in the way sometimes the players react or sometimes even the board reacts so for example what you said players declaring themselves available and then declaring themselves unavailable at the last minute i think in this series with chakib alasan that's what he did when it came to limited overs games he said first he'll not want to tour south africa then he agreed to tour one part of it again what you said about tamim where he makes himself available and unavailable for one format or the other there is a little bit of volatility also i thought mahmudullah the way he declared his retirement it was sort of an angry reaction he scored a 150 in that game i remember right yeah. he was almost proving a point when he sort of said i'm not going to play anymore and again when it comes to the board i see a little bit of little bit of uh, you know volatility they sometimes speak harshly for example we have heard bcb chairman once i think resigned based on a no ball being given or not and then once we saw bcb chairman criticizing the team openly when the tour was still in progress why do we see little bit of volatility or, or am i reading too much into the situation here ah uh, no dawai said i think most of the bangladeshi cricket fans think the same way uh, they are kind of frustrated uh, with the cricket board uh because as you mentioned um, that the way bc president react sometimes to incidents uh, it is kind of shocking uh, not only to the fans sometimes it is to the cricket players uh if you uh, look at the scenarios uh, during the t20 world cup uh, the way he reacted after that scotland came uh, it uh, made the cricket players sad and and they reacted openly in the press conference uh, they kind of had a clash with the journalists after that incident incident so uh, it is kind of shocking from both the side i think they need to be more professional uh, uh, players like sakib tamim uh, mahmudullah they also need to act more professionally but and i think it sh- uh, should come from the cricket board first because if, if they are all right the players uh, will abide by the rules in that time yeah i think you make sense so one uh, correction from my side it's actually alan donald who's the fast bowling coach and not courtney walsh my bad on that and rangana herath is a spin bowling coach that's that's like a lot of experience right there right along with uh, russell domingo and jamie sidens that that's a lot of a good team so i think you're right when you say there are they have a lot of uh, good people in and around the setup they just need to make use of this experience and what they hear 
from the coaching staff the players now can you shed a little bit of light for us from within the structure of how bangladesh cricket is set up so uh, what is the premier uh, four day or five day tournament what is the premier one day tournament i know there's also a bpl can you give us a little bit of a picture of this yeah sure so as you mentioned we have bpl for t20 tournaments uh, but for the long day cricket uh, we have lcl and uh, which is national cricket league bangladesh mm-hmm. and there is another one uh, that is bangladesh cricket league uh, that is four day games Uh, okay. And also we have we have fifty overs uh, tournament as well. Uh, that is Dhaka Premier League. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Dhaka Premier League, uh, um, uh, the teams are allowed to uh, uh, keep two foreign players in their squad. I think uh, there are some foreign players this year playing in the DPL. Uh, currently, the DPL is going on. Mm-hmm. So interestingly, uh, uh, most of the national team players uh, don't participate in the longer version of the cricket, especially Saki Abdul. I can't even remember the last time he played in uh, Bangladesh Cricket League or National Cricket League. I mean those four-day cricket tournaments. So uh, this year, Bangladesh Cricket Board made it mandatory for all the national team players to participate in the uh, Bangladesh Cricket League. Uh, that is four-day cricket after this performance against South Africa. Hmm. Yeah, it's understandable. but also what is the feeling in the fan base about this that look it's it's a tough choice right you have so much cricket you play internationally that you'll need to take some time off but then if you don't participate in the leagues uh, in the national leagues and other leagues you will not be able to transfer the experience you have to the players first hand i mean uh, what is the balance do you think that bangladeshi players might be able to find in order that they may actually participate as well as take some time off is there any thought about this Yeah, uh, that's an issue uh, uh, because uh, when players like Sakib Alasan uh, doesn't participate in such tournaments, uh, the young players uh, don't get the opportunity to share the dressing room with such players. Uh, they won't get this opportunity anywhere. So if players, extra players like Sakib Alasan and other players regularly play the domestic cricket, uh it will uh, basically help the younger younger generations to do better uh, because they will get to learn from them uh, by sharing the same dressing room the same sharing the same net practice session so i think this will be need to work on this here uh, but in uh, dhaka premier league uh, the 50 over version uh, most of the players play here uh, mm. and it's a, a great opportunity for the young players uh, to so that challenge because uh, most of the time the national team selections are done based on the performance players do in the dhaka premier league i can also understand that the same skills can be transferred uh, in the shorter format what you see is the player preparing what you see is the player sort of thinking through his steps so the others around him can learn from him as well that that's definitely there but for me the learning that you have when you are playing the longer format the preparation for it the way you think about it is completely different the approach as well right and the approach for a shorter format is definitely also different when ipl was played in india it changed the it changed the way uh, cricket was approached in india players became more professional they took uh, their training and their physical conditioning extremely seriously and so on do you see this is already something happening in bangladesh cricket actually we had a lot of high expectation when bpl started uh, but somehow we didn't actually click because we uh, couldn't find talents uh, like india did 
from IPL. Uh, because if you look at the more players, uh, I don't see many of the players who actually came to the national team by performing only in the BPL. Yeah, uh, this year Munich Sharier uh, did well in BPL and all of a sudden he got included to the team uh, based on five matches. Uh, but actually he couldn't deliver in international cricket. So I think uh, there are a lot of improvements that are needed to be done by the cricket board uh, to make things smoother. Yeah, I think so. I think there's a little bit of work to be done behind the scene as well as uh, by the players themselves. I agree with that. Can you tell me any nice stories from your interactions with the players when you were uh, sort of interacting with the players? You said you worked with a couple of national players. Any nice stories where it shows us another side of the player apart from what we see on TV or what we see on the field? Yeah, so uh, so uh, if I choose one, uh, I think that would be nine shape. Uh, if you know, that it will be mm-hmm. better. The opener. Yeah. So recently we went to hang out at a restaurant. So all of a sudden, uh, some of the staff from the restaurant came and was requesting him to take selfie with him. So it was actually in the uh, during this corona situation, most of the players uh, like keep him themselves away from the mass people. Uh, but what MS me is Nanshim Sheikh uh, uh, cooperated with them and went to take pictures with all the steps uh, in that sprint. So it was and, uh, nice to see such approach from a national team players. Nice one. Nice one. All right. Now, uh, let's take a quick look at some of the news from around the cricketing world. So, you know, we have we hear of two women's players, sort of one retiring from a couple of formats, the other retiring from international cricket altogether. So we know of uh, Mignon Dupree, who is a South African player, who is retired from tests and ODIs. She will only remain committed to playing T20Is. And uh, England's Anya Shrapsol, who is a World Cup winner in 2017, she's decided to call time on her international career. So we wish them all the best, uh, Mignon Dupriya going forward in uh, T20s and Anya Shrapsol in whichever career she chooses to pick up next. Any any specific thoughts about uh, the Bangladeshi team uh, and their performance in the Women's World Cup? Uh, actually, uh, if you look at the performance, uh, we are still... Uh, not uh, one of that side that is considered as a top-ranked team uh, when it comes to women's cricket, but the scenario is different in the men's cricket, as you know. So the Bangladesh Cricket Board has been uh, trying to inspire the ladies in Bangladesh to come to cricket because uh, currently, due to some uh, social issues, uh, most of the uh, girls uh, don't come to cricket, so that created problems for Bangladesh women's cricket because we don't uh, get much talented players uh, like other countries. So it is an issue. So, but uh, I think uh, that cricket board is planning in the long term uh, so that uh, uh, they get a better side in the coming days. Uh, but uh, if you look at the current players, Jahana uh, Alam. Uh, she is uh, doing really great with the ball and some other players, uh, they're uh, actually doing great. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we are having them in the team uh, uh, will help Bangladesh to do better the coming days. Absolutely. Like I think you touched upon the one player who is one of my, also, you know, in general, one of the more uh, favorite women's player out there, Jahanar Alam for me. Yeah. Also Salma Khatun. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Jahanar is really famous around the world, I thought. She's one of the better uh, opening bowlers out there, I think. 
so uh, yeah. yeah we we wish to uh, you know we wish to see a lot from her side also from salma khatun who's like a very accomplished uh, off break bowler so we wish like uh, they they're uh, starring in more games and winning more games for their team as well when we look at some of the other news so andrew mcdonald has been confirmed as australia's coach he was sort of in the role interim now he's full time coach any surprises there for you nasmus uh, no it was uh, i think uh, kind of expected uh, when you joined the australia as a temporary coach and australia did really great in pakistan uh, when on their first ever test match in a long time in asia so uh, it was kind of expected uh, that the cricket board would want to expand their contract with him so i was really uh, uh, satisfied to see him in the team because uh, i have been closely following him for years uh, he has a kind of different experience than most of the players he has played with players like shenwar and then he played uh, with some uh, current team players of australia so uh, i think it will be a great Uh, experience for him as well as the Aussie players, and it will be challenging as well uh, because uh, we have a T20 World Cup after a few months. Yeah, absolutely. I think he was on uh, test in that Pakistan tour, and I think he passed that test with flying colours. So he's been appointed <laughs> full time. So another news is uh, Ramiz Raja went to uh, ICC and he put through an idea of four-team T20 tournament. We hear maybe ICC is not. going to give a whole lot of backing for that they are giving the reason of you know it will not fit into the current uh, schedule and so on do you think that's the reason or something else could be going on in the background i i don't support this kind of tournament to be honest uh, because uh, we need to you know make it available for other teams as well to participate because if you uh, look uh, at the teams we have only a few teams around 10 to 12 teams who actually get the opportunity to play regularly so we need to make cricket global and the fastest step would be to oh, oh, to allow more more teams to play against each other so uh, yeah the idea might be nice to hear that four teams are playing uh, yeah they they are stronger than any uh, might be stronger than other teams but i think we have uh, asia cup or tournaments like Uh, T20 World Cup, World Cup Champions Trophy. I think that is enough already. We already have enough tournaments like that. I hit it on the head when you said all teams also need to have an opportunity, and there are enough of these uh, multi-team tournaments already. You're right, and it's not always about uh, how much money can be earned. I guess right for at least from ICC yeah. perspective. The other thing, of course, is Afghanistan players have been planned uh, that they will get a UAE residency along with their coaching staff and some support staff because some countries may offer some resistance uh, to offer them visas and so on. Uh, we really hope, you know, this 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 becomes a good thing and Afghanistan players uh, get more easy to wrap up, uh, to more easy to play and uh, you know get visas elsewhere so that they can travel and play without too much problem. Uh, one last news to discuss neutral umpires will be coming back to test cricket again we hear now that corona is sort of almost out of the door do you think that will make any difference to uh, the number of positive results we've had or maybe the number of positive results in test cricket will still stay uh, i'm not sure if you have noticed shatilasan's tweet uh, he tweeted in the middle of the test between bangladesh and south africa that icc should uh, beg uh, get back to the neutral umpires uh, because there are some of the decisions which are really frustrating for bangladeshi fans as well as the players so 
uh, sense in Bangladesh being uh, being a result uh, could have gone in Bangladesh's favor if some umpire decisions were made correctly. So yeah, as a Bangladesh fan, I definitely think it's a, a good decision. This is one of the points I wanted to introduce this topic because I thought there was a bit of complaint from uh, Bangladeshi fans, but I thought the umpiring was not all that bad. But do you do you <laughs> think uh, do you think it was do you have any specific decisions that you would like to point out quickly? I think there were quite a few decisions uh, which uh, went against Bangladesh, and you know that the reason when my players like Saki Velasen go public and do something like that. Well, he got his way at least. So they you'll have neutral umpires from shortly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you for giving us a, a very nice uh, insight into what Bangladeshi cricket is all about, and what the fans feel. We oftentimes miss that because I don't read much of Bangladeshi media about how the players are performing and so on. Because you are inside the media setup, I think you you are able to give us a little bit of a better insight. I think uh, we'll keep this episode very Bangladesh centric, and I'm happy to leave it that way. Thank you very much for a lovely chat. We would love to have you as a guest another time. Uh, can you tell our fans how they can contact you? Uh, it's uh, firstly, it's absolutely my pleasure to be here, and uh, thanks for having me here. Uh, yeah, fans can uh, connect with me directly on Twitter. Uh, I'm available uh, on Twitter at Nazmustaji, uh, which is N A Z M U S S A J I D. Also, I'm available on Facebook as well. Uh, and, uh, that is my page, Nazmustaji. So yeah. Also, if anyone wants to get uh, to contact me directly, they can email me at nazasaji.bdcricket.com. All right. We wish all our listeners a pleasant day wherever they are listening from. And uh, thanks once again, Nasmus. Have a nice day. Bye bye. Thank you. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.